Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Solve a mystery or rewrite history. Every day that I've guys, we are back. Well, guys, ladies, uh, everyone, uh, uh, <laughs> g- gender inclusive, gender inclusive. Um, hey, everybody. Hey, I've been doing it for years and I didn't even know it. Um, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> DuckTales. This is an episode called Where No Duck Has Gone Before. We are here with the writer, Len Yuli. Len, thank you once again for joining us to talk about this magical episode of television. Real quick before we get started, you said before you wrote a Star Trek uh, uh, you know, spec script back in the day. Did that eventually become this episode of DuckTales? <laughs> Well, actually, not quite, but it's a nice thought. No, I, I what I mentioned before was I, I wrote my first script, a Star Trek homage in sixth grade. Oh, excuse me. It did not carry across to this episode. However, I was a big fan of Star Trek. And so naturally, sure. given the opportunity to pitch uh-huh. to our friends at DuckTales, um, this was one of the things that came up. And like pretty much every animation writer you know, from that period, everybody has done, oh yeah, I did a Star Trek spoof too. So <laughs> mine happened to be the one you f- folks picked and thank you for doing so. Uh, this truly was, this was my second freelance assignment for the Walt Disney Animation wow. Unit. And so um, it turned out, and, I thought- In your second well. episode, you basically invented the movie Galaxy Quest. I mean, that's crazy. Not, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I like theirs better. But um, I'm, that's a very, that's high praise indeed. That, uh, that's one of my favorite Star Trek movies, as a matter of fact. Uh, but, it is uh, a good one. It's a good one. It really is. It really was kind of spectacular what they did there. But um, anyway, yeah, so I was, you know, doing uh, an homage to one of my favorite series growing up. And so given the chance, I did 
every gag I could think of from that. Uh, they did not go with uh, someone like, you know, Kevin Pollack or Maurice LaMarche doing a Shatner voice, but they <laughs> did get the actor to who, who sounded a little more like a car salesman, uh, but they did give him all the inflections uh-huh. that the character <laughs> Yes, needed. they did. So that part was fun. Um, it was, you know, again, I, I was very lucky. It was made when they were, you know, sending a lot of the DuckTales episodes to some of the very best Japanese animation com- uh, outfits. So mm-hmm. it, the animation for its time came back, I thought, looking very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I managed to slip in some dialogue. I don't know how we got away with it. <laughs> um, you know, I mean... Uh, um, uh, I, I had one character say uh, he wouldn't know uh, an asteroid from a... I and caught that. that. Okay, yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you about that I, because I I'd like that. to know how I that wrote, sentence ends. I wrote it down. There was another line. Yeah, there was another line. When it comes to courage, I'm full of it. Yeah, again, another line I like. I loved all these little touches. And I also, <laughs> I liked the, so, so uh, you know, peek behind the curtain. Chan will go through sort of episode descriptions and pick episodes for us to watch. So uh-huh. I did not, I didn't know what we were watching. Uh, uh, and I very much enjoyed it. I loved all the, all the Star Trek uh, flourishes in this and, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed this. We don't always get to say that about the cartoons we watch on this show, but I enjoyed this. Very rarely. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, so you're basically gluttons for punishment, is what you're telling me. Um, yeah, our, I, I, our, our Patreon subscribers pay to punish us, essentially. Oh, well, again, everyone needs a hobby. But, um, you know, um, I, I, and, and showing my my another homage to the Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner school, uh, Bolvon, the villain, uh, that's that's Yiddish for uh, an oaf or a clumsy idiot. Oh. So we threw that in. Yeah. And and then uh, he says uh, something to the effect of we come from the planet Kronk to uh, find imper- inferior species uh, as fer- and use them as fertilizer. And then Launchpad pulls over Major Courage and says, well, here, here's the man for the job. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> I, you know, when you hear Governor DeSantis saying, you know, you could watch cartoons from the old days. <laughs> what show was he watching? Yeah. Because yeah. We, there were people like me, uh, <laughs> you know, and again, fairly innocent as these things go. We weren't trying to corrupt our youth, but we were writing to entertain the parents uh-huh. who were watching along with their kids so that the parents didn't nod off. And, you know, you could write again. And, and if the kids saw the parents laughing, they say, why was that funny? And the parents can say, I'll explain later. But at least <laughs> the kids were getting an education on comedy. I mean, that's what happened to me. I mean, growing up, you know, I, I'm watching Rocky and Bullwinkle or I'm reading Mad Magazine and I'm, you know, some of the jokes are going over my head. But I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, somebody thinks that's funny. Why is that funny? <laughs> and so for people of my ilk, you start to say, oh, and you start to deconstruct it and you say, well, I could do that too. And then, you know, you lead to a life of <laughs> ruin or whatever this is. But you 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 find yourself accidentally being a writer. So you know, <laughs> it, it all serves a purpose, now, good, Len, for good or ill. Len, <laughs> 
I do need to put you on the spot here because you know you oh, work for sh- Disney, obviously DuckTales, Disney property. There oh, was yeah. a man on the freeway overpass drenched, uh, draped in an American flag with a bullhorn who told me that actually what you were doing is for the devil, and I just <laughs> want to know how you respond. What do you mean? We weren't working for the devil at all. No, that's silly. I have worked for the devil. We get the hard-hitting stuff here. Yeah, no, I, I, I have worked for some companies where it felt like you were working for Satan. Uh, well, but sure. They shall remain. They shall remain nameless because I actually want to continue working. But no, I mean, you know, the fact is, any of these giant corporations are in the business of writing stuff producing stuff that that is entertainment first and foremost and then you know those of us who want to write more than we fun 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 you know we we work to write things that keep us engaged because otherwise you can you know you don't want to write something that bores you to death good lord what's that going to do to your audience when that comes on a screen so we're all looking to be have fun or you know, make people feel something to make them laugh or cry. I mean, I'm you know, my my wife and I watched uh, uh, watch uh, Call the Midwife. Now that is not my genre, but I will cry in every episode because they're <laughs> writing about people. They're writing about the human condition, the, the joys and the sorrows, life and death. In some instances, when you're writing something. That that speaks to people. I don't care if you're writing preschool or you're writing adult drama. You're always trying to affect people, to make them feel something. We're in the business of feelings and sometimes thoughts too. But you know that that would be presumptuous of us. Huh. <laughs> oh man! Imagine having feelings. Um, so. <laughs> Why do you think I the first uh, Star Trek I wrote I played the Vulcan because I had the pointy ears already you know so, Get it. and that that Get joke it. only works if you see me in person but <laughs> with a short haircut but anyway I digress no. One of the, you know, one of the first notes, usually we try to just kind of roll through the episode. I think we're going to be a little bit more loosey goosey here, just sort of bringing up moments after moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the things I definitely wanted to say was, you know, we all talk about, you know, the DuckTales theme song introduction is known as just one of the best that's ever existed. Rewatching it with fresh eyes. Yeah. This is some of the most exciting stuff. I've ever seen like he's like he's like in money and then there's like a giant's hand that he's in and then they're climbing a pyramid and and there's mummy and I'm just I'm watching this being like this is the most exciting thing I've ever seen in my entire life this is every adventure movie I grow up watching uh, except it's DuckTales which I also grew up watching what is happening I don't know but with fresh eyes this is absolutely one of the best intros I've ever seen in my life I I absolutely agree early on I I can't speak to every show that was ever made by the Walt Disney Television Animation Group. But the early shows had these extraordinary theme songs that pulled you in straight away, catchy uh-huh. music, fun lyrics. Yeah. And it, it's, it's uh, I don't know, may, maybe theme songs are somewhat out of fashion now. I couldn't tell you. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But it really is a great way to do a repeatable thing that reminds you why you're there. And, and I, I, hats off to all those people. The gummy bears has a great theme song. Yeah. Yeah. That's a banger too. Tailspin has a great theme song. These are all really solid 
So yeah, I'm um, I'm a big fan of theme songs, you know. Yeah, we we do a we do a theme song throwdown episode from time to time where we pit we pit some some and and I think everyone you've just mentioned was in was in our last bracket actually because they're they're all bangers. That's right. Well, we talked about we talked about X Men earlier. That's a great theme oh, song. Yeah. It doesn't have lyrics, but boy, song. is that d- d- does that sound like something exciting is about to happen? You bet. And then, of course, uh, Larry Houston, Will Minio put together that opening title sequence like over a weekend, uh, and it's so exciting. Yeah. You see all the characters; they're all introduced. You uh-huh. say, "Who's that? Oh, who's that? That's exciting. Who's this guy?" And it's. It's wonderful. Yeah, and Disney so Disney has been giving me the option to skip it as I've been doing my X Men rewatch, and I have not skipped what? a single one. I'm I've watched it all fifteen times. Monster. Now. There you go. That's right. It's what like, uh, do you want? Do you really want to miss? You know that that sort of bring bring us into the world experience. That's what they these mm-hmm. these theme songs did. So. Um, it's a, it's, it may be, maybe it's a dying art. I don't know, but it's certainly, I think, worth preserving and encouraging productions to do that. It's worth the one minute of screen time by my lights anyway. Yeah. I would, I would love to see a new, a new banger of a theme song on a newer cartoon. I don't know. I don't know why they don't do them anymore. I do. Maybe, I mean, I don't watch every show that's out there. Maybe they do do that still. Do do that. Uh, I mean, you guys have you you the two of you have cartoon watching aged kids. Do do the cartoons they watch have cool theme songs? (sighs) (laughs) You know what? There are theme songs that I have to listen to a lot, uh, often requested by requests that have been kicked in the back of the head to listen to a car. So you know. They're doing their job. <laughs> you know what, though? Oh, you know, maybe because of the way we consume media these days, because you do can't you can just skip the intro and go straight into the show. And I think a yeah. lot of shows almost encourage you to do that. So maybe they just don't put as high a value on a theme song that most people are just going to skip after they hear it the first time. I don't uh, know. Maybe it Chuck Lorre like ruined it for all of us. I don't know. Seems like they're it's missing. A- they're missing an opportunity, if you ask me. Yes, I agree. But uh, I, I, which I guess brings us back to um, the Ducktales. Yeah, and the episode <laughs> that, that you're you're uh, putting your poor uh, listeners through. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so this episode begins. Well, I'll just start rolling through, and we go where we go. But uh, Scrooge sure. McDuck is working out on a, a weight bench with bags of money. Love uh, it. He's yeah. talking about money, and his family is interested in money. So we really do definitely like hit the who these people are right off the top. Uh, he, he said, I get, lent some money to people in the movie business. And immediately I'm like, well, Scrooge, that's I thought you were a smart businessman. They're never paying you back. That's not coming, um, back. That's not coming back. That's never coming back to you. You should know this. You, you are rich. Um, yeah. So uh, the kids are watching a show called Courage of the Cosmos, which is essentially the Star Trek or Buck Rogers, really kind of more so of this DuckTales world. And uh, uh, one of my I love a line I love it. You know, Courage wouldn't know an asteroid from, and he trails yeah. off. Len, what wouldn't he know an asteroid from? <laughs> I'm dumb. I don't know the answer. Um, I I wish I knew, but clearly you could see what I was going for without getting into trouble because there were people looking at this besides me, and I'm sure. And again, this is my second assignment for them. Do I really want to? fight that fight no 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 i don't i would like to get hired 
or the third one or the twelfth <laughs> one or whatever. So I have no idea what that joke would have been. Uh, Again, we're worried about your long term success. I don't understand you at all. <laughs> okay, I, you know, like I said, still fooling him. You know, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to spell things out for Ray. He's a little. He's a little slow on the uptake. Uh, I like yeah. that they. I like Look, that they. I understood that, this episode, Gina. How dare you? <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, I, I enjoy the fact that uh, Launchpad immediately does not like this guy, and is, and even though he. They're both drawn to sort of look like each other a little bit. Launchpad is, you could see how how he would be playing the launchpad in the movie because he's a little bit more, uh, this is this is the equivalent of, you know, Matt Damon playing someone in, in a movie. But yeah, I like that Launchpad immediately is like, that's not a hero. I'm a, I'm a hero. And this look at this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So I enjoy that sort of subplot that's going through this whole thing. I yeah. didn't watch DuckTales. Was he that aggro normally? Because he seemed like like he had a vendetta against Hollywood. <laughs> like, no, no, he was he was a usually a fairly easygoing guy. Yeah, and not, the bright, not the brightest light on the Christmas tree either. But he was always kind of affable. But there was an immediate antipathy. But of course, what motivated that? And here we are actually talking about character again. Is that he saw his his buddies whom he thought he, he figured they're all his fans and he sees their attention being drawn to this poser uh-huh. and he's saying, hold on a minute <laughs> and mm-hmm. not liking it. So See, he was aspect. driving me crazy. Yeah. Definitely yeah. jealousy. He was joking a little bit. I just wrote here, why is Launchpad so angry? Because a lot of his, I mean, I was trying to really break down his anger because I love anger. And uh, <laughs> the thing that I got out of it is he, He's watching the show and he's just like, that actor can't really fly a spaceship. And I'm like, yeah. no, no crap, uh, Launchpad. Why Here's are you so mad thing. about that? It's understood he's an actor. No, no. Yeah. I feel like I feel you like bug. you're saying that, but but you you have one hundred percent watched a show about someone who worked in a game store or someone who works on video games <laughs> and said <laughs> angrily that's not how that works so we 100 get this when i watched when i watched the queen's gambit i was watching it with a very like huh i'm a lady who played chess what are you doing here other lady who plays chess so this is a very Boy, relatable thing i feel like especially in hollywood especially when everyone has get an mad expertise. at the lady you didn't get oh, mad yeah. at the lady who was playing chess, though. Yeah, I would get if she did. If she looked like she didn't know what she was really doing, I would have gotten mad at her. Like I've seen, I've seen people, you know, watch fighting styles on TV and be like, "That's not. Oh, this actor doesn't know how to fight." So this is to me one hundred percent relatable. I feel like we all know people who have watched a show and said, mm, "I liked it, but this, the way they were doing this, wasn't accurate." And I feel like that's what Launchpad is doing here. He's like, this might be the best show in the world, but that guy's not a real pilot. So I get that. And and now we live in a world where everybody's an expert. Exactly, Len. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I've seen YouTube. I know lots of experts out there. Um, The plot takes us in a wild direction where uh, the the people can't pay. Yes. I do want to know this because all of. all of the uh, Major Courage's crew are pigs. Is that <laughs> is that a Muppet Show reference? Pigs in space. Okay. Uh, uh, you know what? I 
I have to admit, I have not looked back at the script. I just watched the episode like you did. And so I cannot tell you if I called out for all pigs or if that was just an artistic choice on the part of the director and and, uh, the the, uh, the storyboard artist. Um, You know, I would... That would be a deeper dive than I did. I, my apologies. You know, uh, no, no, it was somebody it, made it, that it, call. We're just going to give you credit for it. Yeah, oh, it was. Cool. I, I enjoyed it because they were they look like the pigs in space too. Like they they animated them to look. They did like the Muppet pigs. So that was immediately oh, wow. where my mind went. Also, okay, well then then somebody was doing an homage. <laughs> I could not tell you who. <laughs> yeah. uh, well then. Uh, plot wise, uh, the, of course, the Hollywood people can't pay. And in a wild move, they say, we can't pay you the money we owe you on this loan, Scrooge. You get to take the entire studio. Um, mm-hmm. How much money did they borrow? I guess, first off, because the studio is <laughs> expensive. Um, I, I assume and, it was and like, again, like United Artists. Maybe they, <laughs> they did their own Heaven's Gate. Yeah. And uh, this is where they ended <laughs> up, it. you know? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. They so, should have. They should have staggered this the timeline. theatrical release and the home release. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, around this time, he could have actually been the one who funded Waterworld. So he it's could've. definitely out there. There, there would have uh, been more be. waterfowl in Waterworld, but anyway. <laughs> True. Um, so we uh, we end up going to the set, and so here we go. We go to the set, and immediately Scrooge McDuck is like. This better be good or I'm shutting all your asses down. And immediately, of course, the uh, Shatner character, uh, uh, Courage, is like, I got a plan. Let's impress the nephews. We're going to put on like our own mini show for them. So he'll keep uh, us literally all employed. Now, uh, maybe Mitt Romney would love Scrooge McDuck's (laughs) business acumen. I did not (laughs) like the fact he walked into the studio, threatened to fire everybody and literally end hundreds of careers. Scrooge, I know you're the protagonist, but you are an anti-hero at best. No, this is this is very common for Scrooge. This was this was what he this was what he did in in most of his episodes. His nephews are there to keep him human so that he doesn't just buy everything and shut it down. He That's still, what he still owned his first dime. This is the guy <laughs> yeah. he's looking for a return on everything. So, yes, I mean Again, for the conven- for the convenience of the writer and the twenty two minute episode, <laughs> we had to move that along and say, "Oh, okay, well, I'm going to spend money to make money, uh-huh. which is fine, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that's like. Uh, the only thing I learned no. in film school was not to spend your own money. But yeah. uh, the, so he ended up saying, "Okay," and he he hired uh, Gyro, his his resident uh, scientist to build a better version of the spaceship. Well, take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he builds the better version of the spaceship by building a real spaceship. Right, <laughs> as one does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will also say that, you know, the the because he, he walks off, it, it is very accurate to sort of original Star Trek or, or you know, original Doctor Who in that everything looks kind of crappy uh uh which you know people people didn't care about watching those shows they were still they were they were still watching them but uh it is his nephew's favorite show and they're there to be like no please don't cancel it but he's all about the money and i think that what we learned is that if if elon musk just had three precocious nephews he would Uh he would get some better advice on what he buys and then tries to destroy no 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 no. 
he 100% has those nephews. They're working in an emerald mine somewhere in South Africa. That's the kind of dude he is. That's fair. That's Ooh. fair. Tough room here. But to be fair, though, he, 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 they, do, they do get to read his tweets on a big monitor on the side of the mine. So, I mean, you know, they got that. Oh, luxury. Um, you know? Luxury. Um, you know, and there's another bit here where they have automatic cameras everywhere, which is, you know, both great, but also, I mean, we're putting diligent camera people out of work, Scrooge. It made me very unhappy. I, uh, union today. Um, and then, and then, uh, Launchpad McQuack says real heroes don't need cameras. Yes, but people on television, Launchpad, do. No, no he, I mean, here's the Launch- thing. That's, that's why I started to feel like it wasn't, uh. Uh, so much that thing where like, oh, that's not realistic. It's just more like a thing of like, I hate theater people. <laughs> the drama club in high school yeah. mocked me mercilessly. Actors, comedians, <laughs> all of show business. I would destroy them all. May I, may I point out that we're talking about talking ducks here? <laughs> you want, you want realism? Not a documentary, guys. Hate to break it to you. Len, to quote the wrestling guy in that video, they're real to me, damn it. <laughs> uh, well, I will also say Launchpad is the only one that sees that sees uh, uh, courage for who he really is because the kids are course. very, sure. you know, the kids are very starstruck and it's a very don't meet your heroes episode. But Launchpad immediately <laughs> is kind of like, look at this jerk. He, he I mean, he's through him. What's that, yep. Chan? He's definitely a piece of crap. He's a, he's a Jared Leto or a, uh, I don't know, who's, who else do we hate? Who, who do we not care for these days? He's Kevin uh, Sorbo. He's the Kevin Sorbo the, of Star Trek. There you go. There we go. Yeah, that's a there good one. You. That's a good because one. people do have great affection for William Shatner, as as I do too. I, you know, I mean, he's 80 something yeah. years old. He's gone almost to space mm-hmm. and he's he's part of our childhood. It's, uh, you you can't say, oh, shame on him. He's been uh, a success for decades. There's a mm-hmm. lot to be said for that. I yeah. mean, let us, let's all have that problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Now I can tell you a lot of tales about ducks. The Disney kind, of course. And you can check them out at McDonald's. Collect a different one every week. Right, Scroogey? Great wheels, Webby. <laughs> Huey, Chewy, Louie and Jetski. Yeah! Duck! Duck! Oh, it's Launchpad! And they're 95 cents each with any burger purchase. Good deal, Scroogey baby. Now you can make up your own duck tails. They're wild. Or my name's not Willie. Duck tails yeah, are here at <laughs> Now back to G.I. Joe. Anyway, so... I mean, As you, you were saying, to be fair, no, I got to say right now, because you brought it up, William Shatner, and this kills me, is 91. Wow. 91 not How That's is right. this man 91? How he good looks so evil, good. Huh? Wow. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's Canadian. Uh, he's, so, yeah. Oh, there it is. Because he's Canadian. That's yeah. right. It's the back <laughs> that got him through it. You know, um, you know, what, what can I say? They're, they're a hardy breed, the Canadians. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, let's we can we can talk about major courage instead, and, and, and we can make fun of him all day. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he, I love so, it. No, yeah, so, the- so so you know, uh, uh, Scrooge's scientist does too good a job with the with building the spaceship and ends up being building a real spaceship. And if he's not immediately uh, recruited by NASA after the this the events of this episode, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, true. <laughs> Scrooge pays too well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He would, he would turn them down. I'm wrong. Scrooge doesn't pay anybody anything. <laughs> yeah, I right. think he's, he's, you know, he's doing it for the meals and the experience. I guess so. <laughs> to be fair, and th- this section of this show actually proved one thing to me that Scrooge McDuck is a lesson he'll never learn. Producers are important. <laughs> because if he had a producer... He would not have made a real spaceship. He would have made a TV set. I'm just saying. Uh, I love this. I love the turn that this takes. I love that it's a real spaceship. I love that it really shoots off. I love that. I love that Launchpad is also stuck in there. So you have the the real hero versus the fake hero. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a delightful turn that this took. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. And there's a real fun, the real fun scene where Launchpad is actually piloting the ship from underneath uh-huh. and, and, uh, you know, a very, uh, Avenue five kind of feel to it. Uh, yeah. which again, you reinvented Avenue five, uh, with this show. This is amazing. Uh, I, I, I knew so much before I knew anything. That's it. You've invented like five different TV shows and movies just through this one episode of DuckTales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, the all the kids think that, uh, a, Courage is a piloting the ship. It's really launch pad. He gets through the asteroid field. Now, Courage, to his credit, uh, 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 I don't think he even know. He still thinks it's fake. He's he's still, you know, when he meets the aliens, he's like, is that you, Murray? And I thought that was really, really fun. So uh, he's thinking it's fake. He's He's like, yeah, I didn't hardly do anything. And I still dodged it. I like that he's also the last one to catch on, like even after the little kids. Obviously, Launchpad is the first one. He opens the door and he sees that they're in space and he knows what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. And he tells them this isn't a show. They don't. It doesn't really sink in. But then real aliens do show up, and and that's sort of when the kids are like, "Holy crap, this is real!" But I love that. I love that. Courage is is <laughs> still still thinks that these are actors in costumes, even as he's sort of fighting them. In, until he puts puts a fist through one of them, and it just gets sucked in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then it sort of it dawns on him, not the brightest light again. 
uh, that he could be in trouble. (laughs) And so in that moment, you also invented the T-1000 from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. (laughs) I'm giving you all the credit today. Thank you. Yes. I invented the electric light bulb, too. Nobody knows that. Uh, I, I love there's a there's I, I love first of all I love the we're gonna turn you into fertilizer line because it's I love anything in a kid's cartoon that when you think about it too hard is really dark <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. you know they they could have been like oh we're gonna we're gonna lock you up or we're gonna do this but what he's essentially saying is we're gonna murder you and then and then grind you up into fertilizer which I love. Yeah. I love that in a kid's cartoon. Oh, if you think about I, got, it. I, I got something different I, out of that. I thought it was he was going to eat them and turn them to poop. Oh, okay. All well, right. No, 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 no. That's dark. Okay. <laughs> you know, using them as fertilizer is one thing, but that's a bridge too far. Or Luckily, we took the curse off it with, well, here's the man for the job. And that way... <laughs> You know, you you could you uh, we we don't dwell right. on the obvious right. unpleasantness that was to come. Yeah, yeah, I, I I love it. I also love I love that uh uh you know there's this there's this robot butler uh, who meets a very untimely end, which I was sad about. But he's he's bringing them snacks <laughs> and and Doofus, who is the the chubby friend of the okay, hold on, of the hold nephews. on. Was yes. this character's name Doofus? They, yes. It's not like they just call him yes. Doofus. Like he's literally his name. Yeah, he's yes. Doofus. He, I, had, I, I had nothing to do with that, by the way. That was that was created by uh, the people who developed the show. Um, I, I think Jim Magon and, and maybe Tad Stones. Um, but yes, that, that that was a character that was created for DuckTales the series. Not hurtful. Well, he's the character that I relate to the most in this cartoon <laughs> because when he is when he is in a cell and he has brought some weird alien food, he's basically just like might as well enjoy it, and that is one hundred percent what I would be doing. And I, I would be eating that alien food, and I would just be like, "Look, there's nothing we can do. We might as well eat this alien food. It might be delicious." And he's really enjoying himself. And the and the robot butler brings in in a gun that will make him a like that will make him some custard, okay. uh, <laughs> and I really want I really wanted him to get that custard. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's there's the bottom of this is Gina's like special uh, wish in life is she wishes she could get abducted by aliens and served <laughs> weird alien food through a yeah. gun by a robot mm-hmm. butler. You could mm-hmm. even tell her she's like kidnapped under arrest. She'd be like, no. This is heaven. Yeah, my yeah. love of cartoon food is well documented. Uh, <laughs> cartoon true. alien food—that's even weirder. I'm I'm going in. I'm going in with no regrets. And a custard <laughs> gun. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. I would. But that would be something that oh, you would man. see like late late night on an infomercial. It's like <laughs> it's like it's right after the brownie pan that makes just edges. You know. <laughs> And then there's a custard oh, gun. Yeah. And then there's like the, the the thing that opens milk because your fumbly hands can't properly open milk. But I'm I'm buying that custard oh, gun if I see it late at night. Clearly I'm going to bed too early because I missed <laughs> all of these opportunities for late night purchases. Shame on me. <laughs> uh, me. Um, I am going also I, I am going to stand up for poor Doofus, who's kind of like kind of like Scar. Like if your parents name you Scar. What do you think is going to happen? 
you're not, uh, not going to be an actuary, you know, it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> like they're, they're mean to him. He's a good mm. friend. Or we can just feed him all the doofus. <laughs> he's going to, what? Like he's so fat that they're that's, just going to. Come on. That's they're, hilarious. They're both. <laughs> All right. Well, you clearly have never been a fat kid in elementary school, but uh, <laughs> hurtful, hurtful. well, re- remember this was in, I, a, in I, a, I, a less enlightened time. What can I say? <laughs> we got away with stuff that today we would not get away with, and we would feel ashamed to have written. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, look, you know, it was uh, long ago, and you know, the Reagan era, and what can I say? Oh yeah. Here's the thing. He's already eating alien food. He doesn't know what that is. That could be other aliens ground up into food. So it's not that far of a stretch to say, yeah, just feed him to doofus. He's eating anything how, at this point. How, how different is this from the old life cereal? Give it to Mikey. He'll <laughs> eat anything. I mean, it's not far removed from that. Poor Mikey. He must have had some eating issues later. <laughs> but yeah, I also had national commercial residuals. So let's not talk that. Oh, yeah. He you know, there's a balance all. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least his parents didn't name him like Dick Watt or something like that. <laughs> no, I think that was That's probably his one middle of name, names. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the name Dubas could no, be endearing. I, you don't know. <laughs> but I bet, point, I bet, I like, bet, what you said. I bet later on he goes to college like, like, and he gets cool and he just starts going by doof. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He, hey, comes, he comes home for the summertime and is like, "Hey, call me doof, all right." Then he learns how to play guitar, straps a flamethrower to it, and is ready for the uh, Mad Max future. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the guy's got to have goals, so y'all, you know. So y'all. Y'all just got me thinking because you talk about how dumb Courage is. He's the last person to figure out what's going on. They're actually in space. These are really aliens. They're really in trouble. The fact that he figured it out after a character literally named Doofus <laughs> really re- brings yep. it home. Yep, how yep, yep. dumb Courage is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a searing indictment. It really is. Yeah. I also feel like it is, yeah. it is, it is a commentary on the self-absorbed actor type. Who is who is never looking beyond themselves? Is it too deep? Is it too deep? Only actors I've met are lovely. So I, and then, <laughs> you may have experienced something different. But uh, many many actors, I, some of my actors, some of my friends are best actors. No, that's not right. Anyway, <laughs> you know, people that hang out with me have been accused of just being actors because uh, they pretend <laughs> like they enjoy it. So. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, they try the old sick trick, and I do appreciate that Launchpad McQuack comes up with it, and then immediately Courage steals it as if it's his idea. That is peak uh, white duck. Um, (laughs) And and they they do it. You're saying that they did a sick gag, and now we saw that years later in Thor Ragnarok. Did I invent that too? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I am shocked, actually. I'm shocked that uh, uh, Launchpad didn't throw (laughs) courage at the robot, because then it would have come exactly full circle, and you would literally have MCU rights at that point. I'm just saying, (laughs) a lot of people are saying it. Hello, Marvel, call me. Um, I, I can do Thank this you. for you too. But of course, now that they own the, the DuckTales series, 
I already have. So <laughs> never fair mind. point. It's a very fair point. <laughs> um, so they, they 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 go to fight the aliens. They put they dump food on the robot and take him out. Which Gina, come on, that's the way you want to go. Come on. I, I mean, here's the thing. I I felt bad for him. He just wanted to deliver that custard. He it <laughs> sounded delightful, and he explodes. <laughs> Oh, now you have some empathy for these characters. Only the robots. Mm. Only the robots and only when food is involved. I'm sure I was ripping off this Douglas track. Adams altogether. You know, <laughs> Marvin, the, oh, the sure. depressed robot. Nice. Oh, fine. Do that if you must. <laughs> you know, that, not that it hurts too terribly. I found that robot super menacing i think like because baby comes in and it's understood that nobody could hurt him he would kill them all if he had the chance to oh and then they actually attack him and he barely notices thank god because he's a murder machine this is a kill bot this is (laughs) this is this is one of the robots from chopping mall this guy (laughs) this guy wrecks and they've got him squirting custard in an ultimate f you to science and uh, uh basically you did also invent uh, uh, the movie had already come out by then, but you still invented Chopping Mall. I'm going to give you credit for that as well. Yep, Retroactively? Right. I didn't know you could do that. All right. Retroactively, yes. <laughs> okay. Glad Look, I got You know a copyright it. lawyer. We will make it happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Right now. out of the list of the things that we talked about this episode. And, uh, so are you saying up. that I can, I can like sue myself is basically <laughs> Yeah, it. yeah. Correct. That's I a, a Ruddles joke. That's, that's, that's going back a bit. That's a Ruddles oh, I love joke. the Ruddles. <laughs> Yeah. Love me some Ruddles. Oh, my goodness. More Neil yeah. Innes in this podcast, please. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> the genius. Genius. Anyway. Yes. So. Uh, so, yeah. So, Courage courage bails from the ball, and he just takes off. And you know what? I've never respected a man more. To know <laughs> when you're in over your head and cut bait on a bad situation. You know, I myself could have taken that advice many times. But Courage follows through, <laughs> follows his convictions, and nearly gets away. Wow, so I I identify with doofus. Ray identifies with courage. We're not really, we're, we're not the best. We're on brand 100%. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's Chad true. identifies That's with the robot. I mean, come on. We're all, we're all in this together, everybody. Oh, bother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chan, is, Chan is the depressed robot. And yeah. <laughs> I'm not and we sure get a good I writing moment here. Len. You're going to get full credit again. Uh, great oh writing my. moment because, you know, they get on the comms because they had a big deal where the, the radio wasn't working. He gets closer. Right. The radio's working. They say, go mm-hmm. back and get my nephews. He goes, I don't have to listen to you. I have a five-year contract. <laughs> this will come up later. This yeah. all uh-huh. ties together. This makes logical sense as the story goes. Len, full credit. Uh, we, uh, this is all wonderful writing on your part. It's, great job. It's, it's a foreshadowing followed by a callback. Yeah. You know, comedy one, right? You know, mm. you know, yep. the rules of three, stuff like that. That's the stuff I learned over time when I was, you know, the the struggling sitcom writer. I, I got to know how to do that stuff, but it's not necessarily autopilot. You actually have to sort of practice these things and learn how to do a punchline. You know, I mean, I, I learned that stuff from the cartoons I watched and. Archie comics, believe it or not, I, that I watch. I read those I do before believe I it. watched DC, and 
God, some of that stuff is brilliant, you know, and you get real character. I mean, Jughead was my role model, which explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I very much enjoyed the the running the running five year contract bit. This this delighted me yeah. at the end, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it it was a fun callback. So Launchpad operates the ship. Uh, they end up catching up to Courage's ship. Uh, uh, they all get onto the the McDuck ship. Uh, oh, in the middle of all of this, uh, uh, the co- coordinates of Earth, the aliens wanted it. They got it from uh, Launchpad's brain. We skipped over that. It's important later. Uh, the, they, the, <laughs> they, they take off for Earth. Uh, Launchpad starts going the wrong way. Again, foreshadowing. And then they mm. say, no, it's actually this way. He goes to Earth. The aliens using Launchpad's terrible, because he's actually you know, he is kind of dumb at the end of the day. <laughs> he doesn't really know things which is wild that he's so angry about a guy for not knowing things. But isn't that the angriest people among us are the ones who know so little? I'm very upset about that. My point is that the aliens follow the map from Launchpad's head and they bounce off of every planet going the wrong way physically possible. A delightful gag. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed this gag. I will say also uh, the 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 machine that sort of sucks the knowledge from Launchpad's brain. Again, I you know if you think about it too long, it's a very dark dark <laughs> tool. So I also loved that, and then I loved that they got it from from the sort of. I mean, I guess it could be read two ways. It could be oh they got information from an idiot, so clearly it's wrong, or you could read it as he's he's that sly that he he faked it for. The the machine and gave the machine uh, the wrong coordinates. No, actually, the one of Launchpad's hallmark traits was he had a terrible sense of direction. Ah, so boom. he really, truly, you know, his little scrambled <laughs> sense of direction was what they uploaded, and to their peril, discovered, you know, how really bad at this he was. He's a fine pilot, you know, Launchpad. <laughs> Launchpad always had a phrase that maybe it was from Darkwing Duck, you know, or or if any 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 crash you can walk away from is a good crash. Yeah, or every, yeah, yeah. Any any <laughs> landing you can walk away from is a good landing. I've forgotten what it was. I'm butchering it, but basically he was he was a a fine pilot. Once he got in the air, the the going up and the coming down not so great. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I can't help but notice in this episode we had a machine that you put on somebody's head that yeah. works through their memories and takes the memories out so that they can learn things about you know coordinates and where people are from. You basically also invented the Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> MCU credit abound. You, you wow. really need you. I mean, let's face it. This episode of DuckTales invented basically all of modern fiction. I'll go ahead and put it out there. I don't think I'm uh, overselling it even a little bit. Also, right. also, Len predicted our eventual black president. We established uh, as well. Right. Yes, there yeah. you go. So Thank basically, you. Aristotle and Len Yuli. I'm not sure that's accurate. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as a as a compliment, however wrong it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we 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 always look. You know, writers. We sit alone in our rooms. We're always looking for validation from any source. So, <laughs> you know. Well, the good news is for the next, like, you're going to watch about 20 different properties now going forward after this day, <laughs> and you're going to be able to turn to anybody else in the room and be like, "Yeah, I invented that. <laughs> I made that. That was me. I did that one too. Yep." Yep. Uh, but yeah, then we, yeah, after we watch this Captain Marvel movie, we're watching this episode of DuckTales <laughs> so you can see where it happened first. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you. 
But yeah, we get to the ending that I love, which is that that now that now that uh, Courage has proven himself to be a dick, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Scrooge can Scrooge can cancel the show, you know, free and clear because the kids have also sort of realized he's he's a fake and they they that that Launchpad is the real hero. So yeah. Scrooge cancels the show and they say, well, what did you do? You know, maybe we can get a sound clip here, Chan, for the for the ending with what he did with the studio. Whatever happened to what's his name? When the show went kaput, I had to find another way to make money on the studio. So I had Gyro turn it into a space museum. Well, what's that got to do with Major Courage? I found him a new line of work. Get your moon rock candy, get your mopsicles, <laughs> one at a time, kids, one at a time. Ow! Mr. McDuck, let me out of here. Sorry, Courage. Remember, you've got a five-year contract. <laughs> Indentured servitude. Now, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I, I did not care for this at all. I didn't know that this is the one part that really upset me uh, <laughs> as somebody who often has to do nonsense for a living. I will say, no, for, well, first of all, I, I don't feel too bad for him because he's still getting paid, I'm assuming, like yeah. a TV leading man actor to do this nonsense kids job. So that's, at that's the end of the day, he's going home to his Malibu home. That, but but we've established that this is a character that you relate to, so you don't like that he got his comeuppance in the end, because you, Ray, don't ever want to get your comeuppance. It's, Gina, you're half right. It's not so much he deserved comeuppance, but I don't like the fact that he had to be around children. That's the part that truly upset me. But he's getting paid handsomely to do it for five more years. And many actors, you know, uh, you know, they do commercial work like Flo from Progressive, one of my favorites. <laughs> yes, you only get to play Flo in this very small stakes uh, area, but you're being paid a ridiculous amount of money in the same vein. He is the Flo from Progressive. You basically invented Flo from Progressive with this show. More checks I, I need to be no coming idea. in. That's all. And, I'm sure, and I'm sure the people at Progressive had no idea either. Uh, you know, oh, the, they the, knew. The, they knew. Oh, they knew. They knew. Sure, they grew up watching this show, and they said, "You know, they what always know." Uh, but you know, regardless of, and by the way, the actors who get these regular gigs, you know, uh, the, on commercials. They can all buy houses and cars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let us not disparage oh, yes, the regular gig as a character, you know, uh, 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 Mayhem or Flo or any of those people. Love him. They're all doing just dandy. You oh, know yeah. I mean? Some of them are our comedy oh, yeah. friends, and, and we we are very happy for their, their success because you book a few oh. of those and you're set. Oh, Oh, you are so sad. My, my wife, uh, she's a script supervisor in TV commercials, and she's worked on uh, several of the Flow commercials. And uh, I don't know if she's a friend, personal friend of yours, but the actress is just lovely and so talented. And, you know, you, she's you see, again, like the voice actors I was talking about uh -huh. earlier, these wonderful people that were part of my childhood that I got a chance to listen to as they said my words. They're all so amazing and kind and funny. Mm -hmm. I mean... We were talking about Scrooge McDuck. Well, that was originally played by Alan Young, who was Mr. Ed's pal, Wilbur. Yeah. Okay. And Alan Young, a lovely, lovely man also. So, you know, it's just, 
and and I was you know meeting people like June Foray and Lorenzo Music and all those people, Paul Winchell, early on when I was you know starting out at Disney, and uh, just astonishing talents. Uh, what a what a thrill mm-hmm. it was to be working oh, with sure. them. I know that's not germane to this particular episode so much, but really truly. They were all just, it was, what a pleasure. What a, what I've said for years, I've said for years, Len, that the best people among us are voice actors. They are the most talented, the nicest, and the most down-to-earth friendly people that you could ever meet. So if we want to take any opportunity outside of telling you all the things you invented through this episode, <laughs> you also <laughs> glom a little bit onto voice actors. Look, I'm here for it is all I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah. We've had, couple, like, uh, we've had a couple. We've had a couple of uh, GI Joe voice actors on and things like that in the past, sure and they've always been v- a delight and very entertaining. Indeed, I mean, people like you know Maurice Lamarche, Rob Paulson, folks like that. You know, you just you want to be f- friends with these people because yes. they come into a room, they light up the room, they're hilarious from the get go, and then they say your words and they make them that much better. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. oh, what a gift. It, it really is. It, that part has been some of the f- most fun of any of the stuff that I've experienced in this uh, career we laughingly refer to. It's just been <laughs> amazing. No, I mean- you're 100% right. I'll say there's there's a difference. I mean, there's always a joy in hearing your words spoken out loud by other oh, people, yeah. right? Like that's its own joy. But then there's that extra level of joy when somebody super talented, super who gets it and who is just yeah. in the moment. And when you hear them do it, it's like this whole other level, I'm sure. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's uh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm left speechless because it is just wow mm-hmm. what they what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just smile. You just smile yeah. and just oh, stare yeah. ahead like like a four year like what is it like like a four year old watching you know Sesame Street, just mouth open, happy, enjoying it, uh-huh. just yeah. ready in the moment. It's beautiful. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, honest to goodness, I mean, just on on Ducktales, people like June Frey and Hamilton Camp and and all those uh, Kathleen Freeman. These are people that that grew. Uh, Grew up, you grew up listening to them, and Howard Morris from you know uh, since he's a show of shows. Sure. Oh my God, come on, people! Just getting a chance, and you know uh, Rob Paulson, one of uh, my uh, gummy bears. It was one of Rob's first things, and he sang a song I wrote. So it's like you know, <laughs> it's just it's like wow, I get to know these people. You know. It's, <laughs> It's just, uh, we're not buddies. We don't, you know, go golfing, but I mean, I say, yeah, I've, I, I've met them, worked with them and they're all just extraordinary. Anyway, I, I digress. Well, that is, that is the end of this DuckTales episode. We only have a few minutes left here for this episode. So Len, uh, 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 real quick, do you have any final thoughts on DuckTales, this episode, any other things you want to talk about? And then, uh, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, you know, I, I want to first of all thank all of you for asking me to participate. Uh, you guys are uh, just a delight, and Aww. it's so much fun to chat with you. I, I do very much appreciate that. Um, what can I say? This episode was like, like I say, my second um, crack at bat here in the animation world, uh, and uh, I think the episode turned out pretty well and led yeah. to other opportunities. 
And uh, I got, like I said, to work with some wonderful people. So coming back and looking at it so many years later um, has been great fun. Uh, you know, there there's lots of episodes. I, you know, if you were to say, well, what about this one? And I would say, did I write that? But, you know, <laughs> stuff like this, um, I do remember fondly. And, you know, the X-Men episode we talked about and, you know, some of the other things, uh, the static shocks and the Ben 10s and all those. I, I, it, it, this kind of trip down memory lane is a very good thing. <laughs> it's very, very pleasant. It. Uh, and it brings back some wonderful memories. So thank you all for uh, giving me this, this uh, nostalgia moment. Absolutely. And, uh, and unlike June Foray, we will go golfing with you. Now, granted, <laughs> it will be miniature golf at that place on Sepulveda by the freeway, but it counts. And I just want you to know that, Len, it counts. Well, yeah, I, 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 not to be morbid, June's gone now, too. So, you know, yeah, it's, that's uh, true. It, a few years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was very, very, very dear. But, you know, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's uh, as as uh, some of the comedy comedy writers I knew when I was just starting out wrote, they would say, that's very funny because that, <laughs> that's their way of, of giving you a high compliment. That, that's that's funny. Um, and, and that was the kind of backhanded encouragement that I got from the again, like I said, I grew up in L.A. So some of my friends parents were in the entertainment industry. And so. I sure. would, you know, say to them, I want to do this when I grow up. And they'd say, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I was, uh, I was encouraged by some of them. And uh, for that, I'm also grateful because I had no other Fantastic. skills. So, you know, this, this all worked out. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on this. I, I really enjoyed watching this episode. I can't believe we hadn't done a, done a DuckTales episode beforehand and, and Chan picked a good one for us and it was it was d delightful to watch. I mean, we, we have done one episode of DuckTales before. Oh. Uh, it, it was the, I think like, was it Chan, the very last episode they ever did uh, where Scrooge McDuck gets trapped inside the internet and uh, we love DuckTales, I'll be straight. Len, I hope you didn't write that one. That one was not one of our favorite episodes <laughs> that we have seen. I, I I don't remember that one. I, I apologize. I will go look it up and point and laugh. I want to say it was like the last one before the show was canceled and maybe oh. was the reason it was canceled. I, I saying, also don't even remember watching this, to be honest. Wow. You might not have been. You, this might have been when you were being all TV's Gina Ippolito in New York City. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there was there was a period where you watched a bunch of bad cartoons without me because i was working on murphy brown it's <laughs> a fair point it's a fair point well, that sounds well, okay it's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad deal trading no. a podcast for murphy brown i guess you know i and and off off mic gina i i want to separately talk with you and ask what that was like because oh my god talk about working with incredible geniuses yeah yeah wow, i will right? absolutely tell you what it was like it was great oh i wowie talk about talk, an opportunity yeah. of a lifetime yeah talking Oof. about working with geniuses those people got to work with tv's gina <laughs> ippolito quite well made you're not wrong yeah <laughs> 
Well, everybody at home, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Len Yuli, for coming on the show. Um, this is the time where we're going to talk a little bit about uh, where you can find us online. Uh, you can obviously, you can go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast and join that group. Also find us on patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You're going to get a Patreon only episode coming soon. So get your pencils ready and sharpened to tell us through your keyboards what episodes we should watch <laughs> don't think what about it doing, it does right? hold up right oh. hold up no. it holds up it makes sense ray's think really uh, uh captain courage over here he's he's <laughs> <laughs> just don't make me work with children please um, <laughs> otherwise you can find us on twitter of course at gi joe podcast uh len where can people find you online do you have a presence do you have a thing you would like to point people towards well i i am on twitter uh, at Len Yuli, what a surprise! Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm on. I'm yeah, I know original. Uh, um, I'm on. Uh, I'm on Instagram, but I really don't post anything there. I just mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. and I'm I on it. Facebook, and that's that's nobody's business but my <laughs> yep, own. Yep, yep. Uh, so you know, but uh, yes, I, I sometimes post about uh, um, shows I've worked on on Twitter and a lot of political stuff. So you will find out what an old fashioned liberal. <laughs> West Side LA guy, I am. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, go. Sorry to break it to you, folks. Go follow. That doesn't Lena fit into this show that's, at all. That's how Lynn and I became friends. We were friends on Twitter first, so go follow him on Twitter. He's a delight. Hey, I, oh, I just you. did. I follow Len on Twitter now. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> that's very exciting, Ray. It's and a big by the way, for you. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down and enjoy it with a nice uh, snifter of brandy in a in a in a, in a fireplace. Um, not literally, that'd be outrageous. You have to, you have to um, build the fireplace now. Yeah, yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's okay. It's a cardboard box that I painted. You know, I got kids here, so we painted it with a little red fire. It, you know, it's good. already hot in here, so it feels. And again, don't think about it; it holds together just fine. You can find me. On Twitter, you can listen to other shows uh, I do. We're not going to worry about that today. You can find me on Twitter at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. One more time, Len, Yuli, thank you so much for joining the show today. And thank you so much for inventing every single other thing that's come after <laughs> this episode of DuckTales. I, you know, people say, you know, you you define my childhood. You not only define my childhood, but my adolescence, middle age, uh, <laughs> old age, pretty much every step along the way was you. And I just want to take the moment to thank you for that. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. You're you're very kind, and thank you for the opportunity to All chat. All right, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon... 
and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh my god. Traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co op partners. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.